Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Wow, that's the least enthusiastic you've ever been about that, I think. Really? I think so. Okay. Sorry. Warning! What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem! Welcome to Hey, Zach. Hello. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard about Florida? <laughs> what about it? Just about it. Yeah, I know it. Like exists. It's a state. Yeah, it's there. All right. It's got a panhandle. It's gonna. Yeah, it's got a. It's got a panhandle. That's true. It's got a lot of things that need to be handled. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So I mean. I'm going to toss it out there and then just say, you know, I mean, the moral of today's story, I'm going to tell you it before it begins. Everything is and will continue to be fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Evaristo Marina was born in 1930 in the Cuban town of Kiberian, a beach resort infamous for its white sands. Now, Evaristo, he would grow up to be an attractive man with an undeniably Boo, boo, all right. <laughs> Undeniably blue peepers. He had blue eyes. Oh, okay. They were very blue. Yeah. Blue peepers became just boo to me when I was talking, which is yeah, it's my fine. fault. That happens. It's almost like I just got really worked up earlier. I mean, you got, I lo- to- you got lost in his eyes, maybe. I don't know. I did. Just staring into, like, the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sunk into those deep blue eyes, yes, and, and you're just, just like... Boo. And I got lost. Boo. <laughs> hey, boo. Yeah. Well, Evaristo would be quite the boo. Okay. Um, again, uh, he's an attractive man, blue eyes. He spent his college years at the University of Havana. Man wanted to practice law, and upon graduation, he joined forces with Cuban President Fulgencio Batista. Okay. Evaristo's determination and drive must have been irresistible. Inspiring, even, because Cuba's president made him the general director of public order. His responsibilities included running several businesses as well as the police. Seems like that's a fine combination of things to be in charge of the businesses and the police. What year is this? Um, well, this, um, you'll get an idea in just a few seconds. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so, um, yeah, because, I mean, I mentioned Cuban's, Cuba's president, who right. is... yes. Not the guy. Fulgencio Batista. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so um, his responsibilities included, again, running several businesses as well as the police. His power was on the rise. That is until one of his little-known college rivals, a man by the name of Fidel Castro, took mm. over the country. There it is. And Marina was forced to flee to the United States of America. Heard of that place, too. Haven't you? Miami, to be specific. Mm. 
familiar. In the state of Florida, mm-hmm. where he had to restart his whole life again from the ground up. Your traditional, dependable immigrant story, if, of course, the immigrant was specifically fleeing Fidel Castro and had went to school with him. But, I mean, that was a common plight of Cubans fleeing the communist takeover. Of it's a pretty broad American Cuba. theme, too, like fleeing Oppression a bad time. Different, yeah, bad time. <laughs> a bad time, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Marina was determined for more than the menial jobs and bus by roles he had stumbled into upon arriving on America's shores. Now, George Navarini, another one of Marina's college classmates, said, quote, he had the ambition that comes with someone who lost something. You better fix that. Thank you, because it's driving <laughs> me fucking nuts. It's not that one. It's the middle one. That, see, uh, r- on the opposite side where your hand is right now, there's another screw. Yeah. So get it pivoted where you want it first, and then tighten that one. Unless it's the, oh, I know what's happening. Help. Oh, wait. It wasn't as bad because I was just listening before, but now it's perfect. All right. Edit. <clears throat> Edit. Thanks. Edit. Yeah. All right. George Navarini, another one of Marina's college classmates, again, I mentioned him, said he had the ambition that comes with someone who lost something. There is no more ardent collector of baseball cards than someone who once had the cards and lost them in a fire. Huh. So he's a man who was destined for great things and then had his, his path cut short. Okay. That's fine. Everything's fine. Evaristo Marina, while working at one of his menial jobs, would wait on members of the Cuban Rotary Club of Exiles. Um, then after work, mingle and discuss his aspirations of public service with this group of local politicians, again, Local Cuban exiles. Who and he was the America. president. Um, he was working with the president. Working with the president. Yeah, he was in charge. He was the... So uh, he's known by them. He was the general director of public order. I would think he'd be, they'd be aware of him. Yes. Okay. So imagine doing that, fleeing to America, and then you're like working like busboy gigs and working at hotels and just taking whatever jobs you can find because, I mean, you're just... Come over here, you're, you're just, just an immigrant. There. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And again... Um, his aspirations for public service. Again, public service itself may be a misnomer here because uh, Evaristo was only out to service himself. And in order to make something of yourself, to truly make something of yourself, at least in America, you need to have money because money buys power. It buys influence. Money talks. <laughs> he started Iron Beer Soft Drinks. After he got a company going up, after already taking on a soccer coaching job at the Florida Air Academy. Now, this academy was connected with the Army's Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps, Junior ROTC. Yep. And this is where the idea came to him. He would establish a school merging together American militarism with traditional Cuban discipline. This sounds fine, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about it? just that? Just that goal in general. I mean, it sounds okay yeah. until you think of what American militarism and Cuban discipline might mean. Yeah. Together. Well, 
In order to pursue his goal of establishing this school, he felt he needed more personal military experience of his own, which led him to an auxiliary branch of the United States Air Force. This branch, this was called the Civil Air Patrol, where he ascended to the rank of lieutenant colonel. So he's he's got stuff going on there. I mean, that's pretty cool for him. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. He would also marry and have a son. By 1968, uh, he'd sell his drink company to finance and establish his new learning institution. I'm moving. (laughs) This seems like a better spot to begin this tale because Evaristo Marina was on the rise again. Quote, I believe in the command authority. I do not drink. I have never been drunk in my life. I do not smoke. End quote. Of course, like from Evaristo like Arena. Yeah. He's, um, you know, he wants to combine these different military disciplines, and he's someone who has never, at least claims to have never partaken in any of those. He likes authority. Uh-huh. I don't and like it. he's not doing any of those things, which when you have that kind of mindset, you already think you're kind of better than everybody. Yeah. I'm an elitist. I'm better than anyone that does any of this stuff. Uh-huh. So, again. I don't like this guy. That's fine. Okay. Right? It's fine. Everything's going fine here. It's fine so far. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay for me to not like a guy. Yeah, the apprehension is good. Uh-huh. Uh, the name of his school, uh, he called it Aerospace Academy. Sounds cool. Now, you like space, right? Sure do. You like NASA and other worlds? Yeah. Are you a fan of the moon? I don't know. Is it real? Uh, is it made of cheese? Uh, well, if it is made of cheese, would you like it more or yes, less? Yes, more. Okay, so let's just say the moon. And if it's not made of cheese, would you still like it? I'd be more indifferent, I would say. Okay, that's. I mean, that's fair. But you wouldn't hate the moon. No, and but you, I, I you, wouldn't be trying to get there. As no, but if you could go to space and like fly by it, you'd probably look at it, right? Oh yeah, I'd check it out. Be like, if, eh, but you'd be cooler if you were made of cheese. What if? You, what if you flew to the moon and because you were so disgusted it wasn't made of cheese, you were in space, you wouldn't even look at it. <laughs> Worth, yeah, whatever. Moon. You're not even worth me looking out this window. Yeah, I'm not gonna look. Over, I'm gonna look over here at nothingness, just the empty abyss of space. Yeah, just black. Yeah, it's worth more of my time. Yeah, the void is better than your fucking fake ass cheese, bitch. <laughs> wow, strong feelings on the moon, yeah, the well. spatial body. Yeah. Now, speaking of things that you may or may not like, do you like looking sharp in uniforms? Not really. Or have an <laughs> or have an unruly child you want to learn how to behave. Who you want to learn how to behave his or herself? No. Um, somebody who needs to wisen up. I mean, I could use some wisening up, well, probably. Okay, but, well, this maybe. But I don't like any of those other things. They sound now, bad. Yeah. How about? Well, I mean, are you someone, or do you know someone, or have a child who needs order in their life? Do you hate communists and other anti-American things? Mm-hmm. Well, if you okay. answered yes to all these questions, or even most, Marina wanted you or your child at his school, and he wanted your money. Now, you know how I mentioned uniforms, right? Yeah. All right. Well, after performing a few tweaks to his civil air uniform, a uh, civil air patrol uniform, um, and insisting on wearing... Oh, hold on, sorry. After performing a few tweaks to his civil air patrol uniform, insisted on um, wearing his custom garb, he insisted on wearing his custom garb. He's tweaking his uniform to make it look more personal. And um, 
He insisted on wearing. I mean, doesn't a, that go a specialized uniformity? Uh, well, if you're the head of the school, no one else should be like you. And a you know a military cap adorned his head. Okay. It was a distinctive look that gave Evaristo Morena a new nickname, one he took to heart and incorporated into his very being. This nickname was El General. Hmm. I was going to guess El Capitan, but... No, we went straight to General. Straight to General. Everything is fine. Now, to keep the branding on point, because he's making a brand here, he even went ahead and invented his own catchphrase, which um, the article I researched a lot of these things from uh, said that it was, what I say is what I do. Hmm. I don't believe him. I don't believe him either. Because most people don't do that. What I say is what I do. And especially if you feel the need to say it out loud, it almost feels like you're trying to compensate. Who are you trying to to con here? Uh Huh? Exactly. Now, man doesn't do drink or do drugs. Do drink or do drugs. Man doesn't drink or do any drugs. He likes catchphrases. He may or may not have an authoritarian streak. Yeah, no. He is. uh, Yeah. Keep going. And he and obsessed with how America should be. Now, again, this is a fluke thing. I, this, he's not reminding me of anyone else I've ever heard about here in the history of my country. No idea. Hmm. He, just, he just wants to start a school. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't. Mm-hmm. But Go the, on. Okay, but the L General did love his branding. His school's gimmick was the military, and he ran away with it. Now, this is from a Medium article by Jeff uh, Meishi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, where much of this information comes from, quote, Marina named his teachers colonels and majors and dressed his cadets in Air Force blue. Behind the towering school gates, he marched them across the yard in camouflage fatigues and melon-sized helmets. Inside, students from kindergarten to 12th grade learned reading enrichment and remedial mathematics. Boys and girls were educated separately. Marina pulled out of formation, any boy with hair, quote, too long for my taste, and sent them to the school's barbershop for a buzz cut. I don't like that. What does that mean exactly? I don't know, but, quote, girls look good with long hair, he conceded. Okay. Now, after a tortoise-paced opening, because, I mean, not many families were quick to jump into this endeavor, um, but once word got out what he was doing with the discipline, the military, um, you know, it's like a military school. Okay. Uh uh, So, but the um, enrollments increased drastically and dramatically. Um, People seemed to like what they were hearing about this place, at least. Yeah, you threw me off with drastically and dramatically because I imagined the numbers shooting up, but then like people were like very excited about it. I mean, this could be true because (laughs) this my next sentence kind of sums up how the pricing went. Like, um, for like sixty five dollars per month was one fee. I guess you could sign up for, but I mean, then it goes on to say that families were spending $6,000 per year here. So, okay. Well, that doesn't add up. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So eventually something was increased. Um, and this is again, you know, not the modern time. So money went a little bit further. Um, so much so that El General was rolling in the dough and he bought a quote, 1.3 acre property that was opposite Miami high school for nearly $1 million. The new campus boasted uh-huh. 1.3 acres cost that much or uh-huh. whatever you said. Yeah. 1.3 acre property. Yeah. I guess it is a city. One million. Uh-huh. And I guess. Yeah. And then, I mean, he's even got to go on, got to go on and build a school too. 
Um, so the new c- campus boasted a two-story classroom building, an office building, and an Olympic-sized pool. Marina hired a film crew to shoot a commercial that played at cinemas across South America. So again, wealthy foreign families. He's targeting them, you know, Latin American families. Um, wealthy families flew their children to board at the academy, and they filled the school's three dormitories. By 1971, Marina commanded over 1,000 students. Boys outnumbered girls three to one. So that sounds not problematic. By 1972, Depends he had... Depends what your problems are, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's true, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm just imagining being a girl at this school. I'm like, oh, I'm a little outnumbered here. Mm-hmm. Now, by 1972, he had enough money to buy a jet and displayed it prominently on the school campus. Yeah, check out my fucking jet. Let's go. Al General owned a jet. Did he paint El General on it? No, he did not. Are you sure? Are you just lying to me? <laughs> Let's make things interesting. <laughs> uh, the uh, okay, maybe he painted El El General on it. Maybe not. We're gonna move on though. I mean, is it something you think this guy may have done? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, did he, he have any other symbols that he liked a lot? You know what? I didn't. He did no specific symbols that he he chose to use, or any specific symbol paraphernalia. Okay. That I think he was all about the America. So there may have been a bunch of American flags everywhere. That's. I mean, more unsettling to be honest. People can use that for all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, El General owned a jet. Cool. Aerospace Academy was blasting off. Now, the school attracted boys who wanted to join the military or who had desires to become law enforcement officers. All fine, all fine things. Girls who went to the academy were taught what El General considered traditional generic girl things. Those are my words. Like home economics. One girl was just happy to leave the Catholic school where the nuns would whip the shit out of her. Fair. She's like, this I guess. is better than where I was. Yeah, they're not beating me at least. Nope. Um, various, you know, for the boys, of course, I don't think girls were in these classes, various martial arts and sword fighting was also taught because, of course, they were. I mean, I, I'd sign up for that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Kind of wants to train a bunch of, like, warriors and do a bunch of, you know, it's, it's Why fun. can't girls sign up, though? I don't know. He, it doesn't say that they were part hmm, of Their hair's too long. Hmm. Probably. Yeah. And then if you, she cuts the hair, then he'd probably just call her a boy and probably wouldn't be pleased with that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, remember that jet El General bought? The one covered in American we flags just talking, and just not de- other symbols? No other symbols. <laughs> no other symbols. Just decked with stars oh, I and stripes. I haven't forgotten about it, no. Okay, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I mentioned it, but... Um, well, getting it to the school, when I was reading this article, they mentioned that like it was like on like a, a trailer. Yeah, he um, didn't fly it. You can't land a jet no. at a school. So as it was going through just the streets of Miami, it demolished palm trees and scratched and rammed against damaged parked cars. Damaged cars. Get out of the way of the fucking jet. Yeah, right. Well, you know, it's he's so and then you just park it at the school and then drop it off. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Everything I'm saying is fine. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. No, no, it's fine. I mean, speaking of things that are fine, I mean, just a man called El General maneuvering his plane throughout busy city streets, it's totally fine. After all, it was just a school attracting families obsessed with discipline and military might. Yeah, 
totally cool with that. How much more? I mean, this isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, no. I uh, don't have a bad feeling about any of this. Nothing ominous is approaching us. I love authority. In fact, like I'm just telling you a story about a guy who's making a school, an immigrant who fled Cuba for a better way of life, and he just wants to help educate and rise up American youth. I mean, I'm I'm sure you're wondering... Why I'm even telling you this story on our podcast about monsters, madness, and mayhem. Right. And my face is probably saying I'm totally comfortable with everything that's happening. Oh, yeah. It looks good. Yeah. If this was a video medium, then you'd be like, I'd be like, everyone could see that you're totally fine with what I'm saying. I don't know where this is going, and I don't like any of it. Yeah. I wonder if you'll be able to, well, we'll see. I wonder if you'll be able to, any inklings of where this is going. I don't. I don't have any inklings, except nice. for I know I don't like any of this. Yeah, well, all right. From the, that uh, that Medium article, quote, At one point, we thought Evaristo was a Santero, or was practicing Santeria. Okay. He would dress in all white sometimes. It is, a very, prevail- it is very prevalent in Miami. Prevalent. All right. So, Zach, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to... Have we ever talked about Santeria before? We have. Do you want to remind anybody or just give a brief little little retelling of, you know, kind of... My mind immediately went here already. It's been... Yeah? It's been gearing up for it. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Why am I blanking on his name right now, though? Um, Adolfo? Adolfo Constanzo. Uh Uh-huh. He was in Miami. He liked a lot of things. He did. He was a bad guy. He was not a good man. He was a necromancer. (laughs) He was a literal necromancer. Uh, we've talked about that. Uh-huh. And, yep, I've been thinking that from the start here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Florida. Florida's what got the gears going. Uh-huh. I mean, not necessarily, but the authoritarianism, the demand for attention, basically... Oh, yeah. Let's see where this goes. We got... Do we have another necromancer? I mean, Adolfo is an impressive man. We should mention that's from Los Narcos Satanicos, which we did years ago. God, it is years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that, I, that comes into my mind often, though, just about my life. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? It's fucked up. I'll be going on my day and be like, oh, shit, that sucked. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Santeria. What would you what would you call Santeria if you had to tell somebody like who knows nothing about it? What, a, what's it about? A blend of voodoo and Christian stuff with white magic, supposedly. And what does Santeria involve? Does it involve like you know? I mean, last week we talked about like human blood and bones and stuff. Oh, it involves what's, sacrifices. What's about Santeria. Oh yeah. Now, anyways, just sacrifices of any sort. So that's a thing people talked about for a second. So just keep that in your mind. Just, but I mean, let's get on. You know, it's we want to get. It's a podcast about monsters, madness, and mayhem. Okay. So you want to talk about you know the the intricacies of how this school was run because that's what's on everybody's mind. Now, what do you think the level or qualifications were for being a teacher at this school? I'm major sure. or colonel? Is that yeah. what you call them? Yeah, major or colonel. Yeah, if you're a major or a colonel, what do you think the qualifications was for you to get any of these positions? Probably real high, right? Probably. You, you better uh, like what's his face a lot. <laughs> Probably like Ever. Yeah, Everisto. Yeah, 
and uh, maybe a little bit of some boot licking. Do you think it was a high-paying gig? Probably. Maybe they got paid $200 per week. And maybe some teachers like to read tarot cards during class. Interesting. I'm also not saying there was a lot of talk about Ouija boards around the school that were being used. Oh, my God. I'm what not, is happening? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe people said that there were Ouija boards in and around the school. Okay. Anyways, again, we want to talk about how the school was run. About hiring teachers, because that's what everybody's here for. About hiring teachers, El General said, quote, you bring in a teacher certified from the state of Florida. Again, because he wouldn't get teachers who were not certified. So... If you bring in a teacher sort of from the state of Florida, he might be a homosexual. Oh, that's bad, right? Uh, that's, in his opinion? In his opinion, he <laughs> thinks that's a bad thing. Okay. So, quote, we teach morality. I go to church every Sunday. I go in uniform with my students. Yeah, well. It's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Yep, totally fine. Now, remember, this is also a man who eventually would like to aspire and win public office. Yeah. He would like to be a public a political leader. Yeah, I like that. He's I'm it's real good. I'm shaking my head he's, as the I head say is, that. <laughs> the head is shaking so hard. I don't back like and that. forth. No, because I mean, this is again a man who was on the high road in pre-communist um, Cuba. Yeah, and then he had to flee and left because his college classmate, who he got into arguments with, was Fidel Castro. Yeah, I. Imagine that Havana University with these guys is yelling at each other. Yeah, that sounds intense. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to that school. Yeah, allegedly they would argue about like what socialism meant and how they would change. Like it was, you know, meat and potatoes of the issue here. And then one of those two would go on to lead the country for the rest of his life. Yeah. But Evaristo, again, he wanted to win public office, but his campaigns might shock you. They kept failing. <laughs> Weird. Nobody wanted to vote for him. Strange. Well, it sounds like he was demanding you vote for him. Right. That you vote for me. I am the general. I thought I was electing like, I thought this was a school board. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the general of it. They mentioned in the article they go through, and I'll call out the article again because a lot of the stuff comes from it. They mentioned like some of the things he was specifically going for. We don't need to pay attention to that part because it's Miami. Like he's trying to, again, he's trying to do stuff. Now, his uh, 1976 campaign, his most recent in this part of the story, just didn't work out. So, again, we're at 1976 at least. During these campaigns, when he was gone, his brother ran the school because he's here now. He had, a, he had two nicknames, his brother, the Colonel, or Pepe. Okay. Article didn't tell me his real name, so. The Colonel. The Colonel or Pepe. Colonel Pepe. But yeah, again, we're all here for this podcast to talk more about the school. Quote, on more than one occasion, we found strange things like dead chickens with a red silk ribbon around their necks tied with three knots. From my Cuban classmates, I learned that these were offerings to the Santeria gods. Said again, um, former student Navarini. Mm-hmm. I might have mentioned earlier that Navarini was a former student of Fidel and him in Havana. I don't think that's, I don't know if that's exactly, maybe it's not the same, whatever. We're moving along. Again, things about the school. Black pennies are also littered around the campus. Quote, the pennies were used to protect against El Mal de Ojo, or the evil eye. 
Hmm. After El General's wife left him, <laughs> surprise, shock. Can, yeah. you, can you be shocked about that? Didn't work out. Uh, not, not particularly. I didn't think so. Um, he was forced to raise their son because I guess she bailed on him too on his own. I mean, she supposed oh. to had to get out of there. Yeah, geez. She had okay. to get out of there. Or maybe he refused to let, like he, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. So we're speculating. We are speculating that is not based in fact. But she left, and he was left to raise her son on his own, which he often, I guess, would complain about, that he was, like, burdened by it. I don't know what's going I mean, anyways. But soften the blow, again, of having to raise his son by having many attractive girlfriends, flirting with many students' mothers, and having other love interests hang around the school and maybe work in the cafeteria or hang around, it's whatever. They would just, you know, imagine bringing a girl to this building that's basically your kingdom. Like, uh-huh. look at how cool I am. Yeah, I'm the general. This is me. They call me the general. El general. They're El make, general. They're going to make insurance commercials about me after this. They will. That is who these are based on. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That makes the general seem... He's Those sc- commercials are way scarier. He's way now. scarier, and I'm like, I'm concerned for Shaquille O'Neal's safety. Yeah, Shaq, get out of there! Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy is going to tell you what to do, and it's not going to be about saving you on your interest rates. You're going to have to wear a uniform. Going to wear dress blues. It's going to be a real weird time, Shaq. Get out. Get out. Stick with the pizza, Shaq. Get out of there, man. Mm-hmm. Instilling discipline was a major component of the school. We talked about that. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. But eventually, the strict kind of obedience that was asked of them eventually began to breed resistance amongst the student body. Yeah, that's how that typically goes. El General on misbehaved youths, quote, If the children are going to run the schools, then close the schools or let the Russians run them. He's got a lot of good opinions. He's got a lot that's of cool ideas. That's an intense, that's a, a pretty drastic turn of events. He's got a lot of cool thoughts. Yep. He sounds like a bucket of laughs he sounds a fun guy to be around there's a bunch of fights at the school or during sporting events on huh? um, one football brawl had to be broken with quote police swat the whole nine yards so there was just a basically a riot on the field hmm. okay it just i mean it's okay it's not good it's fine it's fine it's all fine it's fine now, one act of protest, a school song was turned into an insult toward its wannabe dict I mean, dictator, I mean, leader, I mean, dean, superintendent, whatever he wants to call himself. But, I mean, no one wants to be a dictator here. Uh, I, I think don't know. I think I know one guy that wants to be a dictator here. <laughs> He's not looking across those 90 miles to Havana and being jealous of his former classmate. Yeah. This fucking guy, he's always used to run the country. Oh, I'm Fidel Castro. Yeah, I run this school in yeah, this Miami. Is, I wear a cool hat, and I have a uniform too, Fidel. You yeah, think, well, I got a fucking jet parked yeah, on the front lawn. Yeah, I got a jet here that I can't fly, and its its windows were painted black so no one could look inside. He told people it was a fighter jet. Talk about that later. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so cool guy. Great. He seems fun. Yeah, but I, he wasn't, yeah, so um, just a normal dude. This was the song. They, they changed the song, and these are the lyrics they changed it to. Marina. Oh, you SOB. Marina's fat. How did I? We know that. I don't know the rhythm for that, that chant, but. It sounds like you got to do a cheerleader thing. I don't. Yeah. It's been a while since I had my palms in my hands. So. Yeah. Well, bust them out, man. All right. Marina. Oh, you SOB. Marina's fat. We know that. Now, nope, failed there again. It's not good. 
Yeah, you got a better way to rhythmic that together? Not really. Yeah. Because you haven't given me enough yet. Mar- <laughs> no, that was it. That's, it's, oh, that's it's just, it? It's just one sentence. It's just, yeah, one sentence. They That was apparently part of the, yeah. There's nothing else. Give it to me again. All right. It's Marina, O-U-S-O-B. Marina's fat. We know that. Marina. Oh. It's like O-U-S-O-B. And then the last. Marina, oh. U S O B. We know that. What you're something and you're yeah. fat. Marina's Man. fat. You boom. Yeah, fatty. Yeah, good. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. So yeah, restlessness was brewing, but that's okay. A thirty-something football coach named Major McKinney would beat. Oh. Which team? Hmm. Miami Dolphins. None. None of those. <laughs> None of those. None of those teams. Siri, shut up. Wow. Was he an actual major or like? Nope. For it's, the no, like major. teacher. Like teacher just means major. Yeah. yeah right. So restlessness was again brewing, but that's okay because a 30, I'm not talking to any iPad here, a 30 something football coach named Major McKinney would beat children with a 38 inch wooden paddle that had holes in it that made a whistling sound. And he often clanged against his keys and leg. You know, like clang, clang, creating the suspense of when a, when a kid hears him coming. It created yeah, nightmare fuel. The suspense of an encroaching force, like the ripples in a glass of water in Jurassic Park. The T-Rex is coming, and you better not move. Yeah, what the fuck yeah, is ching, going on here? Ching, ching. The blood, this bloodthirsty Tyrannosaurus of a man, quote, built like an ex-NFL player, quote, would hit his victims, quote, once, twice, three times, depending on the gravity of the crime. So you've got this madman running around the school. Yeah, and yeah, the holes in the paddle are for swinging it faster. Yeah. Slap. Yeah. Yeah, gotta get rid of their wind resistance. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, it's aerodynamics. It's aerospace academy. They're about space here in the moon. This is a real place? It definitely was a real place. I hope it was and not is. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know which. I mean, one is clearly better, but. Kids, Every, yeah. Is this going to be NASA? Are you telling oh. me this is NASA? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually building to the point where Buzz Aldrin. Oh, that's going to be too cool to say Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong did Santuary on the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, Just kidding. We're in 1976. We're well past that. Okay. At least there. Okay. But, I mean, kids would do all sorts of things to avoid being destroyed. Quote, somebody learned the trick how to make you pass out. It, huh. was, it was sort of a breathing exercise. I remember it was a surreal awakening. I just felt very weird, the kid who had done it. Yeah. Now, the kids were looking for salvation wherever they could find it. Or maybe salvation isn't the right word. A distraction. Sanctuary. Sanctuary, 100%. Something to take their mind off of this increasingly abrasive authoritarian domain. They started playing Bloody Mary, you know, at school, like you do. Hmm. Lights off, candles, the whole shebang. Okay. A lot, a lot of uh, other things also started going on. Quote, 
I was at the famous seances. They were pretty eerie. I think it was more like hypnosis, but nevertheless weird. Interesting. Okay. Um, this quote I'm going to read is censored. I'm going to put in the word I think that was censored. A teacher was called the, quote, exorcist. And again, we're in the 70s, so that movie had came out. So that's in the forefront of everybody's mind, too. Mm-hmm. Because she'll scare the fuck out of you. The swear word is censored, but I assume it's fuck, not shit. Well, but I don't know. Either way, I think something's getting scared out of you. Someone's getting scared out of you. It's uh-huh. not good. So, you know, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Quote, Santero's dressed in white. We were all in uniform. Can't tell the difference. Marina's brother certainly might have been involved in Santeria. And quote, you know, El Colonel. Mm-hmm. Pepe. Well, at some point, Major McKinney, again, the pr- abusive prehistoric terror, he left. He was gone. The article said he vanished, which I don't think any magic's involved there. I think he just split. But he was just gone one time. Maybe. But, he, I mean, again, it makes you think of cool stuff, right? Yeah. Where'd Major McKinney go in his death paddle? He gone. Now, so that left a void in this, you know, I guess he would be the school marshal. I don't know what the fuck he is. This is a bad man. Yeah. Well, that left a void. So a returning Colombian student who had been studying in Colombia. Again, he, was, he was, had been at the school, went back to Colombia, and then came back. Yosef Wolf, he was offered the job that Major McKinney had for $1,200 a month. So he was like, um, yeah, let's do this. I'll take that job. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a decent chunk of change back in the 70s. He was also only 19. Oh. That, um, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. I don't pay much attention to it in here because it's not a crucial part of the story, but like it mentions that like he bought a Corvette. Okay. Because he's like, I got money. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy a cool Corvette in the 70s. It's a cool car. Mm-hmm. Now, he never enjoyed violence, as he'd been knocked around himself, but the kids respected him nonetheless. Fear ingrained into their very being. You know, again, they were used to Major McKinney, who would beat them with paddles, so this guy just walked into that role and got respect just by being there. Again, this is just life at Aerospace Academy. Yeah. I mean, okay. So normal, totally normal. So I've told you a bunch about this school. Mm-hmm. A good chunk. You get the kind of idea. Kind of. There's a lot. There's some things going on here. So I mean, where are we going? What's going on here? I don't know. Nothing good. This is. I hate everything about it. <laughs> I mean, I would have been expelled or locked in the basement or something at this point. Oh yeah, it's a lot to do of with. that school, and yeah. I don't know. It's not going to be good. The Santeria has got me confused. Well, there's also, yeah, the Santeria. There's also talk of like Ouija boards at the school. So people are messing with Ouija boards. Yeah. Girls are actively playing Bloody Mary in like the bathrooms and stuff just because they can. Yeah, it's a lot going on. A lot going on. Yeah. All right, well. 1979. Halloween week. It's an afternoon. A Thursday afternoon. A biology teacher noticed while walking students to their next class. In between periods. Some girls had barricaded themselves in the girls' bathroom. 
As you do. As you do. Inside, they could tell a 13-year-old girl was crying. Imagine being at the school when you're fucking 13. I don't want to be there now. Ah, no. So again, there was a 13-year-old girl in the bathroom crying with the doors barricaded shut. The teacher got this girl help. Well, she sent the students she was walking with to hang out in an empty nearby classroom. Like, I'm going over here. No one's in here. You guys sit down. Something's going on in this bathroom that I'm going to deal with because I'm an adult here. Mm-hmm. So go sit over there. Then cries and kicking could be heard from the hallway by the kids that have now walked into a classroom, causing these kids to leave the safety of their previously empty classroom to a now congested hallway. Because before they were walking in between periods, but now there's kids moving around, and I'll tell you kind of why in just a second. But the crying and the kicking and other kids funneling into the hallways, which is what made it crowded because they were coming back from lunch periods, allowed this panic to spread. So there's crying, and no one knows why, and a bunch of kids are now in the classroom, and they're hearing, well, that's fucked up. What's that? Mm-hmm. There's kicking going on in the hallways. Somebody's, they're, like, people are like banging on stuff. No one knew what was going on, but they were scared. Quote, I don't know what caused it. The teacher, Patricia Murphy, said, quote, when the girl in the restroom got upset, it seemed to infect her friends. She had found a group of four girls and two boys whom the article describes as hysterical. Hmm. Again, this panic was now affecting her students and as if the situation needed an exclamation point, a loud scream was heard from somewhere in the building. Okay. Well, outside, the man who had replaced Major McKinney, Joseph Wolfe, may have known what caused the scream. As he was walking with some students outside across you know, the campus, he noticed a leaping boy burst through a second-story window and continued to plummet to the roof of a school bus. As the window shattered, I'd imagine the pieces of the window fell to the roof along with the boy colliding alongside him on the steel top of the school bus, perhaps making the sharp ting sound Mm-hmm. Only dropped glass can make. Yosef was, of course, horrified. He just watched a boy jump out of a window and land on a school bus. Yeah. Like a superhero? No. Like a demon? Mm. Surely this boy must be as broken as the window. It's kind of his thought process because a boy just jumped onto the top of a school bus. Yep. But he wasn't. He slowly rose to his feet. Glass shards most likely tumbling off of him. Wolf said, quote, I saw this guy on top of the bus, so I jumped after this guy. I tried to hold him back. So he gets up there, grabs him. All of a sudden, boom. He turned his head like the exorcist. Oh. From the Medium article, which is titled, the one I've been referencing, Hysteria High, How Demons Destroyed a Florida School, A True Story of Witchcraft, Possession, and Murder. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, what you had my attention, uh huh. But now I am in. What? Well, this is this is from the article, and I couldn't phrase it better than it was written. Um, Wolf said he recognized the student, but said he had transformed into quote pure evil. 
Okay. The boy's eyes had turned red, bloodshot, no pupils. He said. He also went on to say, he growled like a rabid dog. Leave me alone, he barked at Wolf. Okay. Wolf's blood turned to ice, he said, when the boy reached out and grabbed him. Wolf was in the shape of his life, he said, but the boy was possessed with the strength of ten men. Somehow, Wolf broke free and the kid sprinted away. More screams pierced the air. Wolf was stunned. He said he watched as howling, gnashing students tried to escape the building. Quote, a little black girl was running up the street towards Miami High. I tried to run after her to bring her back inside. It was chaos, he recalled. Mm-hmm. I, so, mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, it's just, yeah. But mm-hmm. as soon as this guy says, I was in the peak of my life, it makes me wonder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what what peak are we talking here? Like, Let's just say physically. <laughs> physically, he was like he felt the strongest. At yeah, 19. but how many years is he after this? Where this interview's taking um, place? Because he's like, I was in the peak of my life, man. I was six two, <sighs> gleaming like a golden god. <laughs> Probably closer to modern times. So he was yeah. he was reminiscing about these times. Yeah, he's like, I had a twelve pack. Biceps again. This is the guy. Thirty-six who, inches. This is the guy who gets a sweet job he maybe shouldn't have had and was able to buy a Corvette very soon. Yeah. So he's. But yeah. Everything else I like going on, but you know. Right. The peak of my life. And it's something. It's a. It's a weird way to talk, right? I'm I was, a golden I, god. I was in my prime. Yeah. <laughs> I was the top of my game. Yeah, but Best other than that, I'm in. Like yeah. All right. So the authorities are on their way. They're loudening sirens, proof of that. Now more windows began to destruct. It's exploding because kids were escaping any way they could. So kids just like busting out of windows. They're just busting out of windows, I guess. Jesus. The colonel, again Pepe, had a boy in his arms and pleaded for others to return. But nobody was listening. So he's like calling one kid, come back. They're just like sprinting. They're just leaving. They're ejecting from the building. They're leaving any way they can. Yeah, madness. Pure insanity and the limited men. I mean, the adults are obviously like any school, completely outnumbered, and there's just mass chaos going on. Mm-hmm. A student said, "Quote: We ran like crazy out of the school that afternoon, and Marina's brother was trying to get us all back. At least one kid was covered in blood, according to Lieutenant Dan Lemay of the Miami Fire Department. Quote: Some kid said something supernatural had possessed him. Yeah, well, I would say that too if somebody asked me something." Yeah, something possessed this guy. (laughs) Something supernatural got him. If I can just blame people for demons whenever I get the chance. That was fucked up, right? Yeah, probably a demon in there. It was a demon. It wasn't me. What? Then instantly they take their attention away from what's happening to you. Like, demons? (laughs) Man, you better watch out. Yeah, watch out. I'm trouble. Yeah, I'm I'm trouble. I am a demon. Miami Police Officer Henry Cunnell, quote, the whole school went berserk, he said. Teachers and students were running around tearing up things. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. It's got to be chaos. Mm-hmm. Just shredding things. When the kid's breaking out of windows, just trying to escape this building. Uh-huh. Man. Frank Rollison, a Miami fire rescue captain, told the Miami News he witnessed two boys and a girl, quote, going bananas. One student said, quote, everybody felt weak. Me and my friend made a cross. 
Oh, okay. What else are you going to do, I guess? Yeah. Maybe this will save us. Uh-huh. And there was other more accounts of girls screaming about Bloody Mary. And some teachers heard girls talking about witches. And then um, this was mentioned in a few different articles. Um, the teacher I mentioned earlier, Patricia Murphy, she was accused of doing a hypnosis demonstration in her class before this happened that she denies. Hmm. But again, why is that? Why does it even come up? Why is it even happening? Yeah, I don't know. Uh... A lot of things have been mentioned that are going on in this building. What is going on? It sounds like nobody knows. It's just fucking chaos. English teacher Lana Vicieto quit her job right then and there, telling reporters, quote, there were girls screaming that there was a spirit inside the Ouija board. Uh-huh. Imagine walking out of your work. Someone asks you, what the fuck's going on? I don't know. I quit. And There's a spirit inside the board. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Boom. He throw his whatever the teacher's equivalent is of a name badge or a smock in the ground. I'm out. Chalk? Yeah, chalk or a book or something. <laughs> Fuck this. Your parking pass. I'm out of here. Yeah. A spirit inside the Ouija board. Now, Wolf eventually managed to get to the second floor where that boy had ejected himself from civilization. Only to find, well, quote. And again, this guy sees a man jump out of the, onto a school bus, gets up there, like wrestles with the kid, and then he runs away or whatever. And then he decides like to go into the building. Through the, he, you know, he's running towards the fire, whatever the fire is. Mm-hmm. Quote. When I went back upstairs, there were two people. They were playing with this board. They were playing a Ouija board. Okay. One girl and one boy who he had said were dating. The board, despite never seeing one before to him, looked, quote, professional. So it's a good one. Made by Hasbro. Made by Hasbro. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what a legit... Ouija board looks like. I don't know. I was going to bring mine over tonight. I chose not to. That's good. At this point, I was going to, I was debating whether I would get to this point. Just like flip up, like bust it out, whip out like a candle, and flip the lights off. I'm like, what's up, Zach? You're like, what are we doing today? Yeah, wait, man. (laughs) What are we doing here? All right. Well, the time this happened, three o'clock. I mentioned afternoon. It's three o'clock. To Wolf, everything seemed to be simmering down. Wanting to get the hell out of the building, and who wouldn't, and get whatever students he could to safety, he agreed to take these two home. Okay. You know, just the two kids that were left by the Ouija board. You guys want to go home? It's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. This isn't how a horror movie starts. It's totally fine. On the drive home, this was me thinking hypothesizing about like, okay, so this just happened. Mm -hmm. It's quiet. He's driving two kids home from work. And I imagine him as, you know, um, a professional (laughs) teacher. Well, yeah, a good, a good, cool dude. But I mean, um, you know, I imagine the scene of Anchorman after the newsman riot (laughs) and where Burgundy's like, well, that escalated quickly. Just, just to these two kids. Where'd you get a hand grenade? (laughs) I don't know. God, 
That scene killed me when I saw it. it was too Melissa, good. where'd you get a Ouija board? <laughs> yeah. So what was that, huh? That was crazy, right? <laughs> or maybe he was like, what the hell happened back there? Well, the kids said they were just watching the Ouija. Just watching. Yeah, just looking at it. It's harmless. Yeah, just we were just like we were just there and everybody like ran away mm-hmm. from this Ouija board we had in class. And then a kid jumped out a window. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyways, Wolf agreed to wait with the kids until their girl's mother came home. So he drives them over there. And they're like, we're kind of scared. And like, mom's not home yet. Because clearly we're home earlier than we should be from school. Right. Because there was a... A demon, a demon child a demon, jumped out a window. A demon child jumped out of the school. There was a supernatural riot. Um, don't know what was going on in the bathroom. Perhaps Bloody Mary made an appearance. Um, so we're kind of scared. You want to stick with us? Yeah, okay. Sure. All right, well... She wouldn't be home until 8, so they relaxed, mellowed out from earlier until the lights went out. The TV flickered, and a door slammed shut. That's probably fine. It's okay. It's totally fine. So Wolf's talking to the kids, and then the kids admitted they had actually been screwing around with the Ouija board. Okay. (laughs) Now, less concerned with these teenage liars than his own safety, Wolf raced back to his car again in a nice fancy Corvette. And like any fan of horror movies knows, this is the time when your car doesn't start. Absolutely. It would not start. Mm-hmm. At least at first. But once he got his car going and moving, he took off. Boom. We done. Like, <laughs> bye. Yeah, fuck you guys. I'm out. So like, you guys didn't play with it, right? Oh, yeah, we were fucked around with it. Yeah. What? We might have dabbled. Yeah, we might actually have been trying to summon something. Like, what do you know about the names and like demon name? He's like, what? What do you know about Demonock? Yeah, what do you know about Demonock? Everyone's favorite demon. <laughs> Demonock, that sounds fake. I guarantee you it's not. <laughs> Demonock. Nick definitely didn't make that name up. Nope. On the spot. <laughs> hey, what's the name of a demon? <laughs> Demonock. What an asshole. <laughs> What a garbage thing for a garbage person yeah, to say. Yeah, definitely weren't summoning Demonock. <laughs> but, yeah, totally not. But in his mind, he's not like, what asshole made up that name? Yeah. He's like, you guys were trying to summon Demonock? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm out of here. Yeah. We heard he's a top-level demon. Yeah, he puts the demon. He Demonock puts the demon in demon, dude. Yeah. Get out of here. Well, Okay. So what did El General have to say about this entire situation? Remember, this man runs this school, and this happened here. Yeah. Demonox not real. Fake. Fake news. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you, but, like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh. Swarms of kids ejecting from his building <laughs> through windows and screaming and running as his brother's like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. General quote, we don't teach those things here. Somebody put the kids up to it. One week before the election, and everybody is trying to get me. <laughs> it's exactly what you said. It's almost verbatim what you said. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't put it in here because I didn't want to mention his name, but one of the guys that had given us a few quotes about um, you know, how people viewed El General is they compared him to a former president. He's like, okay. oh, he's kind of like, yeah, you think? This is all very, this is all tracks. Mm-hmm. This all definitely tracks. Now, the L General's political aspirations never amounted to anything. 
Good. And eventually the school was reduced to renting out space in a motel and only had 300 students. Still too many. Very much so. And the jet was sold. And about that jet, he was telling people it was a fighter jet. The windows were painted black. It was actually like a surveillance jet that never saw any combat. I mean... It's a jet. Cool. But it was not the jet he made it out to be. I mean, all it takes to be a jet is to have a jet engine, so... Correct. But it was, you know, like a spy jet or surveillance... I mean, whatever. It was a plane. Cost money. It did cost money, and he did take it through the streets of Miami and fucked up a lot of things, so... Now, for the rest of the chaotic aftermath, because that was like the... uh, I mean, that was like the crux of the issue. And the aftermath gets, I mean, you know, the, the downward, the peak, the downward. Go to the um, the medium.com. Um, the again, the article. After the climax. Uh, the, the article is again, Hysteria. Hi, how demons destroyed the Miami Aerospace Academy by Jeff Mache. Hmm. Now, part of that aftermath, a little epilogue here going forward just to kind of round it out. Yep. The school was also plagued with other scandals, if you can believe it, of sexual abuse and the, and the exciting little tidbit that Marina had been enrolling juvenile delinquents and giving them new names so that their enrollments would not arouse suspicions. Checks out in my book. Just checking in child criminals, giving them new names so no one would know. Right. Yep. Eventually, the student known as Arthur Simpson was revealed to be 14-year-old murderer Clarence Carr, Damn. Which this whole thing is insane. This, I mean, again, getting to the article, I didn't... Because Carr's tuition was paid for by a mysterious Austro-Hungarian count named Tassilo Sitschenye. Huh. Again, I'm not going to... The article has a lot of research in there, so that, I mean... Anyone can please go and read and dive into it, because I think Clarence Carr... Who did he kill? His family, I think? Clarence Carr, if I remember correctly, recorded a tape of he basically recorded like his confession about how he didn't want like his dad to beat his mom anymore and he was concerned about his safety and he was basically like praising the Lord. And then when his dad was sleeping, he took a gun to his father's head and shot it. Jeez. And then he went to this school under a different name and just was living his life and people were like, This guy's kinda weird. <laughs> what the fuck? Huh. Wow. What the fuck? Anyways. Huh. That's on top of everything I just told you happened to this place. Yeah. Okay. And then um, one student at the academy was convicted of first-degree murder by giving a student uh, too much cocaine. Oh, here you go. So, like, is an intentional murder there? A UPI article states of the academy. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Huh? I mean, I just was imagining giving somebody too much cocaine, but then they have to take too much cocaine. Correct. Like, is this okay? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, just do it all. Okay. Yeah, <gasps> yeah gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're dead now. What? Oh, yeah, you pay Article State to the Academy. Uh, the Miami Aerospace Academy, beleaguered by a widening sex scandal, is a unlicensed, unaccredited, and virtually unregulated because it is a private, nonprofit school, education officials said. Four cadets at the Little Havana Military School were arrested on charges of sexually assaulting younger boys. A 17-year-old girl attending the school has said she became pregnant by another cadet who forced his way into her dormitory room at night. None of the school's teachers or employees have been implicated in the allegations of sexual abuse, which owner 
Evaristo Marina maintains are untrue. Now, about all the reports of corruption and violence and abuse at his school, Marina had this to say, quote, Sometimes the press makes problems. Yeah, a fascist would say that. They kill my political career. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. Please don't crucify me like they crucified Jesus Christ. Uh, yep. Okay. It all Nail tracks. On all of that it shit. It all tracks. Yep. It all fits. Yep. Got the Jesus comparison in there because he's the same as Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're just trying to make a mess. It's the press saying fake, fake news and... Mm-hmm. Um, so what truly happened that day? Madness, I'm Complete sure. Complete and utter just insanity. nonstop insanity. Um, one of the articles had a, this quote from Psychology Today. So I'm just going to read it out to close us out here. Outbreaks of mystery. Mystery? You can just say mystery, Nick. Yeah, you Come could, on, man. You, you can just say the say word that. how it is instead yeah. of trying to be weird about it. Yeah. Outbreaks of mystery illnesses are more common than we think. Often a physical culprit is discovered, but psychological stress and anxiety are sometimes the cause. Epidemics of hysteria have been recorded as far back as the Middle Ages and continue to strike today. Most often, the outbreaks afflict children and teenagers, girls more than boys, and fainting and hyperventilation are the most common symptoms. Occasionally, the illness persists for days, but usually, once the afflicted crowd disperses, symptoms tend to disappear, probably because they are only contagious when new victims observe um, others falling ill. Rumors about the cause of these outbreaks tend to spring up throughout the communities. So, mass hysteria... Again, you could even, you know, macro size this to the entire country about, you know, stress, anxiety, being pushed to your limit, causing people to snap. Yeah. And then everybody's on the verge and then people snap first and people kind of fall with them into the hole and then just chaos happens. Yeah. Or what kind of demons are running around? What kind of gateways were opened up in that school? So many, like the the, because like you talk about possessions and like demons, it's always got to be like, they got to break you down. You got to be hurting. You got to feel bad. You have to. They have to work their way in. So a whole school full of people just pushed to the limit, ruled by a dictator in his own little fascist state. Mm-hmm. People being beaten by a man with a paddle. Yeah. They play games. You know, playing Bloody Mary in the Head bathroom. Games. Santeria's floating around. There's chicken bones and like weird bunch of other bizarre shit. Who knows? It could have been all of the above, none of the above, but chaos ensued. It was complete huh. and utter insanity, which blew my fucking mind. Yeah, that's fucking wild. What? Just out there in Florida. Florida. Cool. It's too hot down there, guys. It's too hot. Yeah. Quit chucking chicken bones around. Yeah. And I mean, the Santeria. What mm-hmm. are we doing here? So yeah, that's the story of the Aerospace Academy. Um, many articles have, they call it the School from Hell, or the School of Hell. Hell Academy. Take your pick. Hell Academy. Yeah, it's okay. We'll go yep. with that. Uh-huh. But I mean, I mean, what on earth? The Academy of Hell. Huh. 
Do, do we learn about it? Hell no, you're in it. Oh my god. <laughs> we we don't learn about it? No, welcome to it. Yeah, yeah, here you <laughs> go. Yeah, let's let's do it. Do it. Excuse me? My dad said this was going to teach me how to be listen to authority better. Welcome to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Do as you're told. Time to get tortured. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you want to get flayed today? Yeah. Hear that guy walking? He's patting that. Hear that sound? <laughs> clang, clang. Yeah. That's him rattling his paddle that he's going to hit you in the fucking head with off his keys. Do the whole pass. No. Bam. Well, I said no. I know. Bam. Again. Bam. Oh, I guess I'm going to go in the bathroom and practice Santeria. I don't practice Santeria. You live it? I ain't got no crystal ball. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) You walked right into that one. I did. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, fuck me. (laughs) Well, a lot of these kids walk through windows, so. Yeah. Wrestling, a kid who jumped out of a window. I wouldn't touch that fucking kid. I wouldn't touch that kid either. He jumps under a bus and he's just raging as a maniac. Yeah, and he when he hits the bus, he lands like he's ten times heavier. Just like dimples in. It's like, no. Yeah, that's Um, all right. Yeah. No. I went home early for a sick day. See ya. Yeah, bye. Or you know, like that one teacher. I quit. (laughs) Yeah, no, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Did you see that? He landed on it like he weighed two tons. Yeah, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going after him. No, fuck, fuck it. Fuck this. Damn. Hell Academy. Blew my, blew my fucking mind. That's crazy. Yep. Thanks, Florida. It's not even in Helltown. I know. <laughs> I know, right? Trust me. You got to commute. Commute to Helltown from Hell University or back and forth. Oh my god. It's like you like space and planes? What if I just majored world of living hell? Mm-hmm. Oh god. Yeah. If you have any uh any thoughts on this Hell Academy, uh, you can email us at weirdandfreepodcast at gmail.com, follow us on the Instagram and the Facebook, and uh, support us on the anchor.fm slash weird and feared. Where yep. you can also leave us a voice message. Do that, too. Telling us your story. And, of course, support us. We would love to see your support um, on the Patreon.com. So that's Word and Feared. Where, um, Florida is full of a bunch of fucked up things. Did you know that? Uh, I mean, everywhere is full of fucked up things. So. It's, it's not enough for a whole episode, but I might tell you a little Florida demon story on Behind the Veil. Just a mini slight teaser. All right, cool. Um, that, I, that I came across looking up demons in Florida. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, there's a whole school of this? All right, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, and, of course, leave us a review. That would be fantastic on the iTunes. Yes. If it takes your review. Sometimes you're at good reviews and it eats them, and I don't know where they go. It's true. It happens. It's really fucking garbage. I mean, come on. Apple? Come on. Come on. Figure it is out. there any coincidence that the company is called Apple and... In the Garden of Eden, an apple is what doomed humanity to a world of sin. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. This, this is an observation I thought about. Anyways. All right, guys. Think about that and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.